everyone, and welcome to Under the Fig Tree. My name is Troy, and I have with me uh, a special guest today, my wife, Tisha Boozer. Hi. Hi, everyone. I'm happy to be here. So we already knew once we started this podcast that we were going to have you as a guest from time to time and maybe co-host from time to time. Uh, this is a very special, uh, at least for me, it's a very special episode because uh, we're going to talk about some of the work that you've been doing in uh, specifically in the way of the book that you have written called Hashtag I Am Hannah. Yes, I'm truly excited about this book and all that God has done. And I feel like this book is a right now book that was released to people to use today. And so I'm excited about the timing. I'm excited about the release. I'm excited about all that God is doing through this book already. So thank you for having me on the show today. Yeah, no problem. Now, we know that, you know, we've been getting some positive feedback on the book already. Uh, so I, I want you, at least for our listeners, to uh, take us through what brought you to the conclusion to write this specific book. Well, that was a process. I will say that much. Um, it had been laid upon my heart to write a book for a while. And in writing books, it was becoming very tedious for me. I would start and then I would stop. This had been going on for years. The burden was there and I'd try and try and just could not. And then one day I met with a group of ladies and um, they had produced books themselves and they just began to pray for me, and I just was blessed by the prayer. And so the next day, I was driving to go run some errands and do some things, and basically, I had an impression upon my heart to go home and write. And I went home and wrote hashtag I am Hannah in one day, and it was almost like whatever had been holding me for years had broken. I won't say it was almost like that's exactly what happened. It had broken, and I was able to write this book. And the book that I was writing or had been working on, the Lord said, that's not the one that's going to be released. This is the one that's going to be released. So that's kind of how I Am Hannah, hashtag I Am Hannah, was birthed. No, and that's definitely fascinating wrote the book in one day. And uh, for, for our listeners, it's a very easy read. It's a very, very good book. But Tisha, I want you to talk to our listeners um, about the heart of the book. Okay. Well, you know, we've all gone through so many things in our life. If you've lived any length of time, you've gone through something. I mean, you're in this world. And so there are things coming against you all the time. And sometimes we don't understand why. And, you know, when you look at the life of Hannah, she had everything she could want except children. And so a lot of times in your life, it may be that you have everything you want except health or everything you want except the job or everything you want except this one thing and it just keeps eluding you. And so the heart of the book is praying for breakthrough. That is the heart, positioning yourself for breakthrough and understanding why certain things have been allowed. Now, there's a plethora of reasons why things are allowed, but this book focused on your purpose and your destiny 
and it focused on that hard thing that God is using to make something beautiful in you and through you and to give it to a generation so that it can be a blessing to them. That's the heart of the book, prayer contending for generations to produce in this world what God would have you produce. So obviously this, uh, the root of this book is in 1 Samuel. Yes. Uh, talk to us a little bit about 1 Samuel. Well, I love 1 Samuel. Um, I love the book of Samuel. I mean, you know, all the New Testament is a, a, a story, and this, to me, is one of the top. And so 1 Samuel starts us off with Samuel, his story, how he came to be here. And 1 Samuel is about Hannah and her husband and Paniah. And just what that family dynamic was about and what they went through in order for Samuel to be here. And so when you start off in 1 Samuel chapter 1 um, through the first and third verse, you realize you see um, Elkanai and you see him at a place called uh, Ramoth Zophayim. And I'm probably mispronouncing that, <laughs> but it is uh, a place that um, actually later on in the Bible, David had a battle there, but it's a, a place, a high place. And it was a place where they could watch and really view what was happening. It was a hilly country and you find Elkanah living in this place. And, you know, it, it was a place where he could see afar off and see what was happening. And, you know, that starts off the book that starts off the cadence you know being able to see and perceive what is happening beyond what is manifesting in the natural first samuel takes us to that place when it tells us where elkanah lives and so we start there and then we begin to dissect elkanah and then the book goes into penina and hannah and um it just begins to show us how to contend for a generation and I love what God did when he allowed us to see that we as people need to be in that place of watching we need to be in that place of looking we need to be in that place of prayer and fellowship with him and when he does he gives us a view hallelujah that will not allow us to let our circumstance dictate the outcome but let what we see by his eye and his spirit be the outcome that we receive. Well, and I, and I like that. Um, so looking at the book and, and I, again, to our listeners, it is a very, very good book and it's something uh, you, you should pick up and uh, uh, really take to heart when you read it. There are so many aspects to the book. There's a, definitely a prophetic aspect to the book uh, of Samuel. Um, and there's a prophetic aspect to your book as well. Um, can you kind of speak to that, uh, how the two kind of married up to one another? Well, you know, when you're dealing with this type of thing, it's always good to get that fresh manna from heaven. And so basically, you know, as you're looking at even the meaning of the names, we'll take one, for instance, Panaya. Her name means Panina. Her name means Jewel. And when you look at who she was and how the Bible described her, she was 
to be adored. She had a wife. She had children. She was in the natural prospering. And a lot of times when we're looking at the world system and what they're doing, they look like they're having a great time and prospering. But then you look at the other side and you look at Hannah and you're like, okay, well, she is not, she's, she's not producing the fruit that she should be producing. And so prophetically, a lot of times, uh, we, we look at things and we say, okay, what is God saying? And in this case, he's saying, it's not what it seems because what I have for you, actually, I have favored you. And what I have that you're going to produce is going to change a generation. And what I want this book to do is help you to look at your life and see how you're going to change a generation. What has God given you? What has he put in your hand? What is the thing that you're contending for? What is the thing that the enemy is blocking you from? And a lot of times when you look at what the enemy is blocking you from, you can kind of see where God is taking you to or what he desires for you to do. So if you could get your readers and everyone that purchases this book to get, you know, one main point, what, what would that be? Don't quit. Don't quit. Don't quit. Don't allow your circumstances to be the final answer for you. Hannah did not allow her circumstance of not being a child to be the final answer. She cried out to God. And listen, I believe she cried out more than one time because Hannah had, Penina had several children. And the Bible says that they made this trek every single year, right? So she would have to go every year and go and face this situation with Penina. And Penina would you know, harass her. So there was a tenacity in Hannah. There was a, a, the ability to keep moving forward. And so that's what I'm telling you. There's something great in you that God has put in you specifically. And he is saying breakthrough. He is saying, do not stop until there is breakthrough. You know, women out there, when you are pregnant, you can't stop when those contractions start. You got to finish the course. And that's what God, I believe, is saying through this book. Finish the course. Have the baby. Produce the generational blessing, promise, prophecy that is on your life. Produce it. And it's not only going to be a blessing to you, but it's going to impact generations to come. So, and I I love to hear that. This is, uh, obviously, it's a book that's written uh, to the individual that reads it. But would you, would you say that message is to the body at large, the universal body? Would you be saying the same thing, just don't quit? doesn't matter what the universal body is standing against. Is that fair to say? Yeah, that is very fair to say, especially at what we're looking at as the body of Christ, the true believers. And if we look at, you know, what's going on, the legislation that's being released, different things that are happening and being allowed. You can look at God and say, in the natural, where are you? You know, but if you keep your eyes on him and understand who he is and also who you are, you'll be able to produce what he's given you for this hour. And so every piece is important. So yes, as it is written to the individual, the body of Christ at large needs to move forward and really contend for the things of God. And those are simple. 
gates. Go ye there into all the world and preach the gospel. Make disciples, heal the sick, raise the dead and cast out demons. We're doing that. We're bringing his kingdom and we're, we're, we're occupying until he comes and we're not giving up and generations will be affected by it because you allowed your life to be put in a pressure maker. You allowed your life and God to be glorified so that others could have the fruit of what he put on the inside of you. So I love the scripture, go ye into the world, preach the gospel. Um, that's not a request. That's a command. Um, and then when you add in the other scripture that says heal the sick, uh, cast out demons, uh, raise the dead, though, those are also commands. Those aren't requests. These are things that God has told us specifically to do, right? Um, and when I'm I'm looking at I'm looking at those particular commands in light of the book that you wrote, uh, specifically in the area of don't quit. You know how how does that uh, how should that I should say it that way how should that impact your readers? Well, I think it should impact them. Um, to know that there is an answer to their not quitting. You know, when you are going forward, you want to know that there's a resolve to this. You want to know that there's a victory on the other side of this. When you read this book, you see that there was victory. And you also see that God didn't stop there, but there was overflow because Hannah had more children. Um, even though she dedicated Samuel to the Lord and had to give Samuel to the priest Eli, uh, the Lord gave her more children that she could have in her own home that were her blessing um, for her stance. And so what I believe this book will do is allow you to push past any things, any barriers that have hindered you, and it will get you to that place of not only producing what's for the generation, but the place of overflow as well so that you're blessed as well. Oh, I love it. I love it. So, I want to um, kind of summarize um, the conversation, uh, kind of summarize it in light of uh, what should people do in preparation for reading the book? Is there anything that they need to do? Is there anything that they need uh, as far as preparing to read the book? Because I think sometimes people just, hey, this sounds like a good book and I'm just going to read it. But I think sometimes we miss the preparation part like, and and what I mean by that is because uh, you said this book is about breakthrough um, and you said this book is about contending for the faith. Is there anything that readers need to do to prepare themselves to receive what's in the book? I would say just be open because one of the things that I'm hopeful that this book does is help you to look at your life and your maybe I don't want to call them problems, but maybe things that are coming against you as opportunities, as opportunities for wins, as opportunities for God to get the glory, as opportunities to be an influence and, and to, to display God's glory in the earth. So I would say to be open to receive what God will speak to you through this book. Um, and if you're open to receive, I 
get, I would say, you know, without a money back guarantee, I would say that God is going to speak to you and he is going to say, Hey, that issue right there, this is why that's there. And I need you to continue to push. Not only that, some of you reading the book may all already know what your issue is and the whys, but this book is going to encourage you. It's going to encourage you to keep moving forward and to not give up because there is a victory. There is joy. There is a win after this. Very good. Very nice. Very, um, I guess that's very pointed in saying, you know, the way it's stated uh, and very targeted. So I want you to do this for our readers or listeners, I should say. Please let our listeners know where they can pick up the book. Well, you could go to Amazon.com and you can type in hashtag I am Hannah. Type in the hashtag symbol and then I am Hannah, one word, and it will pop up. It'll be there. And um, the book is on Kindle. It's also on print, paperback, and you could have it in less than two days in some cases. Awesome. So uh, wrapping this up, um, is there anything else that you want to say uh, to our listeners? Yes, I I would love to say that I am honored to be used by God to have written this book, and I'm grateful to my husband for his support um, and for pushing me and and coaching me and just being the support that he is for me. I am grateful for that, and I just believe also that this book is put on earth to set the captives free, and even as I'm sitting here right now, I just see cobwebs being removed from minds. I see cobwebs being taken out of mindsets, Uh, uh, and cobwebs usually indicate that something hasn't flowed, something hasn't moved in a long time, hallelujah, but I see cobwebs being taken off the minds of people, hallelujah, so that they can move forward in the thing that God has put them on the earth to do. Amen. Love that. And I want to say that you have been my favorite guest so far. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not just saying that because I'm married to you, but I am saying that because I'm married to you. I think I'm your only guest so far. (laughs) (laughs) You weren't supposed to say that. (laughs) But I have really enjoyed this. Listen, uh, for any of our listeners, this is a very important book. Um, And and you, I, I would say this, it's in the best interest uh, of the body at large to understand about contending for the faith, to understand about uh, praying and expecting breakthrough. Um, and I think this is a very important book that points to that. So um, I am Troy and I will see you and you will hear from me in our next episode of under the fig tree. Thank you very much for your listenership.